Welcome to a fresh new episode of Talk on Coffee with me, your host, Asasani. My guest today, Jason Lexter, is a unique person with an amazing approach of what goes into the coffee. The coffee, the water, or why don't you just find out together? So, as you're about to miss Jason, get your cup, take a sip, and take a seat. Uh, yeah, my name is Jason Langsdorf. I am a, um, a developer experience engineer at Netlify. And what that means is that I am midway between developer relations and engineering. Um, so we still work on the product, but we're mostly educating people about the product and how to use it. Um, prior to that, I worked as the head of developer relations at Gatsby. Um, I was a front-end architect at IBM. Ooh. And before that, I ran an agency um, where we mostly focused on building websites for small to medium businesses. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Principal developer experience at Net Netlify. That's basically giving education on products. And an interesting, an interesting product Netlify is. I've used it. I've seen what the power is. The audience will love if you can give us a little brief on Netlify itself and what's, what's the contributor for basically startups and uh, the community. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So one of the reasons that I love Netlify and, and why I joined the team is because I think that Netlify makes the publishing on the web so much more accessible to everyone. Um, so what, what Netlify mm. does is it allows you as a, a developer to hook up any GitHub, Bitbucket, GitLab repo. And whenever you push changes okay. to it, we will take those changes live. And it publishes not just to, um, to a server like you would through, you know, uh, another a traditional hosting service where you drag a folder up over FTP mm. or something. This is actually deploying to a, uh, a global asset delivery uh, or yeah, um, application delivery network. Um, and what that means is that kind of like a traditional CDN, like if you were to put your stuff on Amazon CloudFront or, or something similar, um, we take the files of your site and we put it all around the world so that the, the content is closer to the people who are trying to access it. Um, that means that the sites load um, super fast. And then we also provide uh, additional things like serverless functions. So if you need to, um, if you need to do something like process forms or uh, or make requests to APIs or or load dynamic content, you can do that using by just writing a JavaScript function and putting it in a folder called functions on your site. Um, so so what I love about Netlify and why I think it's so exciting is that for individual developers, it makes it so much more approachable to actually develop and deploy full applications. Um, you're, not, you're not limited by, oh, well, I gotta go learn all these config, uh, this how this config works, or I need to hook up you know, three or four different services on whatever cloud platform. You just get to say, all right, I wrote a function, I want it to work. And Netlify kind of abstracts that all away, so it just works. Yeah, you just you just get your product online and exactly. you're up and going. Exactly, and there's a generous free yeah. tier, which I also think is, that that's really important to me um, because I believe that, you know, for for me, you shouldn't charge somebody money until they're making money, right? Yeah. Like the the reason that you would pay Netlify is because your website is making enough mm -hmm. money that it makes sense to pay for the advanced features. Um, and and I've always really liked exactly. that as a business model because individual developers, we want you to play, we want you to try things, and it shouldn't cost you a bunch of money to try. Um, we, yeah, so I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a company that's pretty aligned with my values and, and that's one of the reasons that I came on. Interesting. Interesting. 
uh, you've mentioned how a, a single developer will move on using mm. Netlify to build and just have a line. Uh, one thing I, I we I want to I want to take you back to our community before I move on to with your professional okay. field. Our community, we have one thing. We have something we do. We have this few. We have this debate. I'll call it debate about what goes in the cup. For you, what goes into the cup first? Is it the coffee <laughs> or water? It's just. <laughs> um. So I, I honestly, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna kick me out because I, I make my coffee and I put, I put cream in it, and uh, I put the cream in the cup first. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is unique. Now okay, now we have a, we have a special boot out here. <laughs> the cream goes in first. Okay, the cream then let's just go on then. Uh then I well I actually um the the way I make coffee is is with uh with pour over. Um and and so I oh. uh I have the beans in a in a filter and I I pour the water over that. And so by the time the coffee oh. gets to my cup, it's already kind of all mixed. You are the you you so far from my guests and also my community, our community, you are the unique <laughs> one. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, thank you very thank you very much for that. Um I know, I know Jason, you run a show called Lend with yes. Jason. And it has been it has been a huge contribution to a lot of developers down here in Africa, who and also myself learned so much. I know uh, you are. It's it's such a it's in a way that we get to see the mm. process, and also it's and also you get to see that yes, people face bumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my question on that is: looking at a startup, who most startups will want to leverage your talent, and you are a mm -hmm. teacher on this field. So we want to leverage on talent and uh, what what kind of because it's that question should I go for a CS holder or self taught developer which want to focus on I what what would be your take on that what should they start to look for in a talent um, I mean this is a tricky one right because I I think that you want it, it it's less about the education and more about how that person. Mm -hmm learns and exists on a team. So for example, I don't have mm -hmm. any, any formal education. Uh, I'm self-taught. Um, but oh, several of my coworkers have CS degrees. Um, and all of us though, we share a, a similar mindset about why we do what we do. We, we find it, um, to be a very, it's a good challenge. We feel like we're doing important work. Um, we are invested in the product and we, and we all like learning. It's, you know, learning is part of what makes us feel like we're doing a good job. Right. And what I found mm. is I've, I've met people from every educational background who, who, who don't have that same sense of like learning is part of the job. It's the, the fun part of the job. Um, and, and what mm. I found is that when, you, depending on on what type of company you're in, I I struggle mm. a little bit when I work with people who don't find continued improvement to be part of their job or part of what makes the job fun for them, um, because it it feels like I I'm saying hey let's 
let's see what we can do to make it better. And the response is, well, I don't know if, if we need to change anything like, you know, it's fine now. Let's just not, let's, let's never change it again. Um, and so I think that there's a, uh, it's, it's more to hire for people who share the values that you have as a founder and, and who are interested in solving problems in a way that you find um, compatible with your vision, right? Because it, it doesn't matter if I have a, a computer science degree or if I'm self-educated because what, what matters mm. is what I can do, right? And, and what, my, what my reasons are for wanting exactly. to do that thing. Willing to learn, mm -hmm. is he willing to advance on his skills? And, and that's what, that's what make a good developer always ready to learn new skills and always ready to advance and, and always, uh, always ready to make changes when, when, when the time comes. And that's, that, that's why, that's why I said, when I said, I said, I am, I've been a fan of your blend with Jason and it's as always, I, it has always helped me. And also I know of my colleagues that have always worked with, uh, always tell me, always discuss with me and say, okay, I've seen this and I saw how this was mm -hmm. done and it's really a good direction. Yeah. So um, I also, on your, you also say you're a community builder mm -hmm. on your social media handle. It, it says community mm -hmm. builder. And for a startup, uh, most startups believe uh, to be to be in the business, to be in the goal, all you, all you have to do is produce and uh, release a product. But I have come, I've come on the aspect where it's have a community that is waiting for you. Um, what my question here is, why? How would you? How would you advise a young startup? A young startup on building a community. Um. So what I've what I've noticed is that communities. It, it's hard to build a community in the traditional sense, where you say, "Here's a community. Please come be part of it." Um, I, I found mm. that communities tend to start with a, um, with a seed or a catalyst. And, and that tends to be people get drawn together around a common interest, or it's, uh, yeah. it's a couple people who are really invested in community who want to continue to see it grow. Um, and so, you know, I think if we look at people who are doing a really, really good job at this, right? Um, like Christian Nuamba is, is such a good example of getting this right, where he is, he is driving toward making wonderful communities. And he's always working toward that goal. And you see people rally around him. And then the people that rally, yes. they start to get invested in the same goal, right? And so now it's not just Christian, it's Christian and the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. And as it grows, yeah. it starts to have its own power, where it, it can become something like concatenate comp. Um, and we yeah. see the same thing mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, all sorts of communities. The um, in in my hometown, for example, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Um, another developer okay. named uh, Kyle Shevlin and I, we were occasionally mm. meeting up to get a beer together. And wow. one time, we decided, hey, what if we just invited anybody who wanted to come to this? And so we put it out on Twitter, like, hey, do you want to come to this thing? We're going to go get a beer. And a couple people showed up. And then we decided to do it again and again. And now we have, um, wow. it's just a newsletter list where we invite over a hundred people every time that we go out for beers and we just say, Hey, we're going to go meet at this restaurant at this time. If you want to come, we're going to get dinner and there'll be drinks if you want them. Um, see you there. And 
depending on mm. the day, you know, maybe sometimes five people show up, sometimes 40 people show up. But as a result, oh. what we've seen is there's now a community around this. It's not just me and Kyle. It's me and Kyle and our friend Kate and our friends, uh, Katarina, and they they will say, hey, we should do one of these things. And then we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then we we send out the email. Um, so it's it's moved beyond just the the two of us. Right. Um, and, and I think that that that's kind of a long story to get back at the original question, which is if you want to build a community, you have yeah. to be invested in the success of the people in that community. Um, and I, I think what that means is like, okay, so I have a product and that product is, is if it's a good product, it's built to solve a real problem. And the problem that it's solving affects probably a certain community. So I want that community to be aware that I'm here to help. And in right. doing that, I should find where do, where do these people hang out? Where are the people that I want to reach and how can I go be useful there? Um, when I, when I used to run my agency, the way that I would tell people to get clients is find out where the people you want to work with hang out and then go there and be helpful. Do everything that you can for free up until you would have to open a computer to help, right? So give free advice, try to be useful, help them where you can and spread the word about anything cool they're doing. And then what that does is it makes you a part of that community. You're being helpful. You're being valuable. And people notice, people notice when you're there actually trying to help and not just saying like, well, if you give me a dollar, I can help. Right. It's like, well, no, I, I'll help you. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the point where you need me to like do work, then we can talk about pricing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I've found that that's a really successful way to do that. And that's been true, you know, in the agency world, it's been true as a freelancer. It's been true in the the commercial world when I'm working for companies like Gatsby and Netlify, we're just here to help. We want to make your life as easy as possible. And then when you start getting into the the parts that are really hard and really expensive, then we'll show you the way that we've made that as easy as we can and uh, and talk about the pricing, which we hope is we're we're hoping that you get so much value out of it that the that what you pay us is is a pittance, right? And that's the goal. That's the mm -hmm. that's the idea. And I think that people sense that when you're building a community. Are you there to help or are you there to make a dollar? And and there's there's a subtle difference there because you can help and make money. But it's really obvious when you're only there to make money. Exactly. Amazing. 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 Thank you very much for this. Amazing. It's a, it's a part of ID. But by the way, um, Chris Wamba, most of my most of the audience, most of the most of the listeners know him as Code Beast. Code Beast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Code Beast. But that's 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 a good that's an interesting point there. Thank you very much. Um on tools now for startups, uh, which again. You have uh, I've I've seen some of your books about three if mm -hmm. I remember one on P and WebSocket sorry yeah WebSocket if I remember and um, for a startup for a startup and also I know your contribution mm -hmm. on Gatsby and it's Netlify so basically <laughs> you are you are a tool person <laughs> if we are so which which is now an interesting question what uh, what will he, what will you say for a startup that is trying to adopt some set of tools, a set of tools that that you feel are valuable for a startup. Um, I feel like th this is such a, a nuanced question, right? Because I think that in any startup, what you what you find yourself looking at is you have 
the problem you're trying to solve. You have the okay. things that you already know how to do. And then you have mm. um, the possibilities of, of what you could do next. And so you've got, okay. you know, there's the, the problem has to be the first question. And if you're trying to solve a, for example, like you're trying to process assets in the fastest possible way, you're probably going to be restricted mm. on your tools. You want to use something very low level and very high performance that can do that, you know? So maybe you actually want to go all the way down to something like C or you want to use something like uh, like Go that's a very high performance language. But if you're not doing high performance stuff, okay, now you don't have that restriction anymore. It's like, okay, I want to, I want to process people's data. It's not very heavy data, so it doesn't take very long and we're, we're building a, a website. So now you could do it in PHP. You could do it in Ruby. You could do it in Node. Uh, you could do it in just HTML and CSS with no scripting at all. If you're oh. going to make that decision, you want to look at, you know, what problems am I solving and what do I already know? Because mm -hmm. so, for example, I'm a JavaScript developer. So when I look at solving a problem, the first thing I'm going to look at is, does it make sense to solve this with the tools I already know? And if so, I don't want to add the extra overhead and the extra cost of having to learn a whole new language. Because sure, if I go and learn something like Go or something like Rust or or whatever, um, the things that I build may be higher performance or more more stable or type safe or whatever the benefit is that, that each language offers. Um, but it's gonna take me weeks or months to get to the point where I'm as good in that language as I currently am in JavaScript. So if I just write this app in Node, am I going to be, am I, go, am I going to cost myself as much as I would if I waited months to get to a level where I'm comfortable with a new language? Um, and so I think that the, the trade-off that you're weighing here is like, who's working on the app? What do they know? And how long will it take you to ramp up on this? And is the benefit of ramping up on that new thing actually going to be worth the delay and the, the additional cost and mental overhead of switching? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It clearly it does a lot. And thank you very much because um, what, what, what it gave me is you are looking at the, your, your employees' trends and your product. What's, what's the problem it's solving? Does it need... Say, for example, you are building a game engine mm -hmm. or you're building a game where your your product is going so you know what your tools right. will be. That's interesting. Yes. Um, so, Jason, we are we are rounding up. And again, like I said, you, you are the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're creaming the compost. This 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 is this is interesting. Uh, I, I feel like I, I've I've offended the whole audience with that. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it at all. It's like okay, we have we have a new leader. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is like. It's like we have a new leader and we bow to you now. It's no more coffee or coffee. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, just on the coffee part, mm -hmm. again, even though you are now our leader, <laughs> what, what, what's your, what's, what's it? I mean, I, 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 I sit with friends and I ask them, okay, I'm like the strange one because I always go for coffee, black coffee, and 
yes, I know it's already cream mm. coffee, but I always go for coffee and there's always that, why coffee, why coffee? And I always tell them, look, it's just me. <laughs> I don't know, it, like is there mutual feeling or do you, it's just, is it just you or I, is it um, kind of, okay, I, I, coffee must go first. Like it's coffee first than anything else. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm very much like first, the, I have to have the coffee before I can do anything else. Um, that is that is a fact. I like today. It's uh, it's early for me, right? So um, I it's about seven in the morning, and so I I well, woke up and the first thing I did was I I ran downstairs and made coffee because I knew that I wouldn't be able to answer any questions if I hadn't had my coffee yet. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw I saw your reply when you said, "Let me get coffee first, then we can start." I was like, "Wow." <laughs> Interesting. Although down here it's um 16 plus 4 okay, p.m. Yeah. It's 4 30 p.m. Yeah, which is which is amazing. Uh Jason, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate and the all the, the, our listeners do really appreciate this. And like I said, we have a new leader. And I really I really appreciate this time you spend with us and so much of, uh, knowledge you've shared with us today. And I would really love to have you again at that time for. Um, maybe cream and pop. <laughs> <laughs> <Next> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was this was an of interesting course. Thank one. you so much for having me mm. on. I had a lot of fun. For this episode, get your cream, get a cup, take a sip, and take a sip. Stock on coffee. See you next time.